Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Yes, guys, you all have read it right. We do mean Formula E and not Formula One <laughs> in this week's episode title of the Inside Line F1 podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kunal, there are manufacturers who are attracted towards Formula E. And like we know, there are several of these manufacturers. And then there's Ferrari. Yes, in this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast, don't think we are now the Inside Line Formula E podcast. There's a lot of buzz around it, but... <laughs> Not yet for us. But Kunal Ferrari, I almost thought that they'd say no to racing in Formula E only because there's no historical bonus involved. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's what they've been hinting at in Formula 1. Yeah, and to think of it, even the historic bonus from Formula 1 is in danger. And just as we entered the studio, like every week that it happens, Max Mosley has turned around and he has told Liberty Media to reconsider Ferrari's $100 million historic bonus. And, uh, you know, maybe Ferrari are punting that Formula 1 could go the Formula E way. But what if Formula E goes the Formula 1 way? My God, that would be ridiculous. (laughs) Imagine what Ferrari are possibly already missing out on. (laughs) So yes, in this week's episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast... So we're wondering if Ferrari can threaten to quit Formula 1 and maybe that's not too far away. (laughs) It never is, no? (laughs) We're also going to wonder whether McLaren consulted a numerologist before dropping the MP4 prefix. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about how the Hamiltons are taking claim for Rosberg's retirement and while Verstappen might have a stand named after him at the iconic Spa-Francorchamps, the Finns are probably naming their circuit Kimi. Woohoo! <laughs> and yes, we're going to talk about how the Mercedes drivers at Bathurst were inspired by the Formula One counterparts. And yes. by that, we mean Hamilton and <laughs> Rosberg. <laughs> and before we conclude, we tell you that a Robert Kubica comeback would be just super awesome for Formula One. Aren't we just talking too many comebacks? We had an episode which said one Pablo should come back and now a Kubica should come back. Are we not <laughs> believing in the future talent to come by? And I am talking of Marcus Ericsson. And Marcus Ericsson will maybe rule Felipe the world. Felipe Nasser. <laughs> Marcioni has made a statement that Ferrari could leave Formula 1 if the viewership dwindles further. And that's where we believe the next Ferrari threat to quit Formula 1 could come from. <laughs> Though honestly, Ferrari needs to make up their mind. So you know they're hinting about quitting Formula 1 and on the other hand, Kunal, they're talking about buying shares <laughs> of Formula 1. Like, what the hell? <laughs> so this makes one thing pretty certain. That tyre strategy isn't the only thing Ferrari is uncertain and confused about. <laughs> Ferrari's former technical director and he's now Formula 1's MD for motorsport. 
uh, Ross Brown, obviously. He said that Ferrari staged finish in the 2002 Austrian Grand Prix. You remember that? Yes, of course. He said it caused much disrepute to the team and it was uncalled for. Finally, so <laughs> after 15 years, somebody from Ferrari or former Ferrari has admitted this. And, in, you know, interestingly, what Braun has revealed is the inner workings of Ferrari of how there was, you know, Schumacher knew that Barrichello would let him through and he was waiting for that and how Barrichello was expected to let Michael through and all of that political workings that we all know about Ferrari. So, very interesting. So, also talking about letting drivers through, Ross Braun has said that he's considering no blue flags in Formula One. Ouch. Yeah, I'm just not sure how this can work, <laughs> if it'll work at all. So, of all the interesting things that Ross Brown has said, this is the one thing I do not agree with. On safety and on racing grounds, of course. And I do know that Ross Brown, of course, knows much better about Formula 1 than I do. However, this is our podcast and I'm going to put forward my, <laughs> my opinion as well. And my view is fairly simple. So, if the leader of the pack has beaten the rest of the field... It's sort of foolish to get him to fight with the backmarkers. And that two backmarkers like Gutierrez, my <laughs> God. <laughs> the bad boy of the year from 2016. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you all haven't tuned in to our Inside Line F1 Podcast Awards, do remember to do so. <laughs> One person who's definitely going to miss the blue flags, Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> Kunal, I can yet remember him singing blue flags, blue flags last season. What will he sing now, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I wouldn't know. I think he's just learned the boah fairly well from Kimi anyway. Boah. <laughs> <laughs> and since we're talking about Ferrari, there's report of some piston innovation and 3D printing, etc. that Ferrari are really working hard on for 2017. I'm glad they're working hard. And they better work hard, goddammit. For how long will they remain the butt of our jokes? <laughs> <laughs> But actually, I thought McLaren were and maybe are the butt of our jokes most weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll grant them that, actually. <laughs> there were these crazy rumours doing the rounds for only a few hours, actually. But McLaren and BMW. I'm sure Honda feels shit about it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just generally feel shit about their uh, partnership with McLaren over time. But anyway, there is... Major news there is that McLaren are dropping MP4, the iconic prefix of probably some of the most famous racing cars they've manufactured and won in. And like we said earlier, I hope this isn't an outcome of, of a meeting with a numerologist. <laughs> Guys, McLaren, I hope you all know that changing the name of the car will not make it go faster. <laughs> They also seem to be teasing us with some sort of uh, revert to the iconic orange colour that McLaren has. And the images that they've shared on social media actually look like the yellow Renaults. <laughs> so I'm a bit confused, honestly. I'm not confused. I'm pretty certain that we could possibly have four slow yellow cars this season. <laughs> The Canal McLaren can do better. Instead of the colour scheme, I think they should just go out there and copy Renault's engine diagrams. <laughs> <laughs> the Honda engine can certainly do better by becoming a Renault engine. <laughs> well, speaking of Renault, so Nico Hulkenberg has asked Renault to keep it simple. He didn't say keep it simple, stupid. I don't know why, but anyway, uh, he's... 
You know, the, the strange thing here, though, is that the team has said that they are aiming to beat Toro Rosso in 2017. And that, to me, as a Hulkenberg fan, is extremely disappointing. What's not disappointing, though, is Nico Hulkenberg's training video. Kunal, did you see that? It yeah. was so damn inspiring. It was a fishing rod. How cool is that? <laughs> a fishing rod with chocolate <laughs> at the end of it. I, I'm drooling just at the thought of that. I think... Um, <laughs> That's the a good way to get chocolate me to or out. the topless Nico. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's the chocolate canal. <laughs> anyway, back to McLaren since we were talking of them. So, Zach Brown has said that 2018 is McLaren's target to get a title sponsor. And here's where I will put forward the key question. I'm not sure what McLaren will get first. Will it be a podium, a win or a title sponsor? <laughs> And that pretty much makes it like an Alonso plus Van Doorn versus Zach Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone wins that game. You know, it'll be really disappointing if they get no win and no title sponsor. And they lose a Fernando Alonso. That would make it far worse. Ouch, ouch and ouch. <laughs> Some interesting updates from, you know, our favorite Lewis Hamilton. It seems like his dad has warned Botas. That Lewis Hamilton can end careers. <laughs> <laughs> this clearly means that the Hamiltons are now taking credit for Rosberg's retirement. <laughs> yeah, they sure ended that career. <laughs> Hamilton's uh, helmet design competition. Kunal, I know you've secretly entered that and you've not told me. But anyway, so it seems that he got 8,000 entries. I'm guessing if Max Verstappen had a helmet design competition, he would get like 800,000 million <laughs> entries or something. And uh, in an interview with someone, I can't remember who, Lewis Hamilton shot off at Botas and he said he doesn't really get along with his teammates and clearly that was evident with Frostburg. But then the pertinent question is, who the hell does Lewis Hamilton get along with? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Serena Williams. <laughs> I don't think Not they get anymore. along anymore. Yeah. <laughs> who is that woman? Rita Ora. <laughs> Lewis is also probably increasingly jealous about this Lauda Botas bromance. That's just like off the charts already. Of course, the regulation changes will help Botas. But his first four races are damn crucial. A lot of people are going to be judging him. Forget a lot of people. Lauda has said that Mercedes will need all of four races to judge him. And that's a lot of pressure already. Poor guy. <laughs> One-year contract, Valtteri. Remember that. <laughs> Rosberg has said that he will not give any Hamilton secrets away to Bottas. And I'm just wondering if Nico Rosberg actually knows any of these secrets himself. <laughs> And uh, I'm not sure if he knows of any of the secrets, but let me tell you, Nico Rosberg might not be the perfect world driver's champion. But to me, he is the perfect Formula One fan because he said that he would have actually preferred Fernando Alonso as his replacement because that would have meant fireworks at Mercedes. <laughs> Isn't he awesome? He it's, is awesome. He's at least a genuine <laughs> fan, not saying Valtteri deserves it, whatever, whatever, but Ricciardo says that he can beat Lewis Hamilton in the same car. Kunal, I love him and I can't wait for him to be in the same car as Lewis Hamilton. I can't wait to know how many Ricciardo haters have already come up. <laughs> in fact, Mark Weber says that Ricciardo can beat Max Verstappen. I am excited because 2017 is going to let us watch all these battles. 
and more i really hope but <laughs> to me what's crucial about ricardo is he's of course revealed his off season training plan he's put up some really cool videos but he hasn't yet revealed his new party trick for 2017 <laughs> i, I wonder i wonder if that's a formula 1 secret as well <laughs> i'm just saying i hope he has a new party trick given that his old one made him rather sick <laughs> could i name one thing that max verstappen has but ricardo does not have I wouldn't say speed I think I'd say those hundreds of driver of the day awards I guess <laughs> Yeah actually there's no disputing that actually <laughs> but here listen to this Max Verstappen has a grandstand named after him in Spa Wow, wow what an honor Already Already yeah he's not even a world champion and he's one time race winner <laughs> but he's Max Verstappen he brings in the orange army so they are now going to be seated in the Max Verstappen stand That is pretty awesome the only other driver i can think of on the grid at the moment with a grandstand to his name is Vettel at Nürburgring Wow so it's just the Red Bull drivers who at this moment have this rare honor I'm surprised Lewis Hamilton doesn't have something at Silverstone, or maybe Fernando Alonso doesn't have something. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe they do. It might not be a grandstand anyway. Uh, so Kimi Raikkonen might actually have the honor of the Finnish Grand Prix circuit named after him. Although this isn't official news, gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, do remember uh, the circuit could actually be called Kimi with a K Y M I. and i'm pretty sure that the organizers and the circuit owners are just trying to cash in on kimi raikkonen's popularity here <laughs> if that was the case they could have named it wow <laughs> could i'm wondering about the why the why the hell didn't they just call it kimi k i m i <laughs> this just sounds like um Kimi got drunk and spelt his name wrong. Kimi. <laughs> Kural, I'm also sure that a certain Mika Hakkinen, who is of course also Finnish, and has won more world championship than Raikkonen, I don't think he's going to be too pleased about this. <laughs> well, in other good news, and since we keep saying this is the year of the oldies, uh, since the Liberty Media takeover, it seems that GP2 will become Formula 2 and GP3 will become Formula 3. and it's so good that everything is going back to the olden days and i hope it's the same with formula 1 as well <laughs> some other interesting news from the world of uh, motorsport so moto gp has done a meet too and copied formula 1 in a, a way that's a rare actually that's a rare <laughs> and after formula 1's partnership tata communications is now going to partner with moto gp and this i read is going to change the way moto gp is consumed so i'm guessing it's interesting for the world of motorsport which is why you hear it also on the inside line formula 1 podcast by the way moto gp is going to be very happy because lewis hamilton recently said in an interview that motorbikes are actually his preferred mode of transport <laughs> <laughs> take that formula 1 <laughs> yeah and i'm sure his preferred mode of transport to take a selfie on or, oh. or not lewis but <laughs> and this also brings us to the joke of the week section which we all know is actually a favorite for a lot of our listeners thank you very much so fernando alonso is on spain's wealthiest people's list Uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, but Kunal, there's a tragedy here. The tragedy is that he is at the bottom end here too. <laughs> he is one ninety seventh out of two hundred. <laughs> Poor guy, back of the grid. <laughs> yeah, I I remember this. So I think one hundred and ninety eighth is his compatriot, 
and the guy who was the losing finalist of the 2017 Australian Open, Rafael Nadal. Correct, if my memory is right. <laughs> anyway, Felipe Massa's Formula E test with Jaguar was deemed confidential with no data being made public. And this is why I wonder, was he slow in a Formula E car too? Why wouldn't you make it public? Why wouldn't you tell us his lap times? We want to know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the last point, which we don't hope is a joke. <laughs> so, uh, Robert Kubica is back. He is in the WEC as a full-time driver. And he's also targeting a Formula 1 return someday, which is pretty awesome. I think that would be pretty awesome. And I am dying to crack that joke where a pole is on pole, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and the strange part here is that Pascal Verlein's neck injury, which he picked up when he crashed in the race of champions in Miami, uh, it, it claims or there is unofficial rumours or... Rumors are always unofficial, but uh, you know that Pascal is probably going to miss a few tests and they're not sure at the extent of his injury and the time he'll take. But could this news mean that there could be a possible reunion at Sauber with Robert Kubica? I know I'm always an eternal hopeful. <laughs> On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes or on Audioboom, uh, please go ahead and do so. Similarly, we are also on Twitter and Facebook and Google+. And remember to tune in to us every single week for your weekly dose of Formula 1 humor.